Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Hey, one more thing. I wanna share something that I've been using to supercharge my energy levels all year long. Now, as a new mama to an infant, I am always on the lookout for easy ways to boost my energy, especially my mental energy. And this year, I added Organifi's green juice to my morning routine, and I love it. Their organic green juice is made with 11 superfoods, and it's so easy to make, it's hydrating, and it tastes great. And luckily, Organifi has given me a promo code to share with you so that you can add it to your morning ritual. Use promo code Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A, and get 15% off your order at Organifi.com slash Dr. Marisa. Now, we'll have the link in the show notes for this episode. You are definitely going to want to try it. So maybe you've been told that your symptoms mean that you need birth control or antidepressants or some kind of hormone replacement therapy. Or maybe you've been told that your symptoms are simply nothing to worry about, but there's something in the back of your mind that says otherwise. See, women have been led to believe that the slightest symptoms, a perimenopause, even menopause, that they should run out and get hormone replacement therapy or hormonal birth control. They're basically the same thing. Now, because these medications seem to be the only answers these days, along with outdated advice like, oh, just exercise and calorie restrict, These are 100% red flags. This is not tailored medicine for your needs. Now, why estrogen levels decrease during menopause, we all know that to be true. The truth is that estrogen levels do not significantly fall until after our last, last period. In fact, far more women, actually all women, suffer from the effects of estrogen dominance during that transition of perimenopause into menopause, starting around 35 years old. But Women can struggle with unopposed estrogen as early as their late teens and 20s, even into postmenopause. This really depends on the health of your gut and liver. Now today, I'm taking a deep dive into estrogen dominance, and here's why. Estrogen dominance is at an all-time high for women 35 and older, and it's been linked to fibroids, allergies, autoimmune disorders, breast cancer, uterine cancer, infertility, ovarian cysts, increased blood clotting, and is associated with acceleration of aging. Now, full disclosure, I had estrogen dominance probably for three to four years. And again, so often these symptoms kind of get brushed to the wayside. I know for me, like I just kept doing business as usual thinking that that was kind of a little bit of a normal. Now, what I was experiencing was really, really heavy periods. I started getting my migraines back again. They came back with a vengeance. And my breast felt tender, hard, really uncomfortable, kind of before my period. Now, these were obvious signs for me that I needed to love up on my gut and liver with food and some serious supplementation. Basically, I needed to start clearing that estrogen from my liver because estrogen It is a use it and lose it hormone. And so often we are using it, but we are not moving it on through. Now, before I dive into everything you need to know about estrogen dominance today, I want to do a quick assessment. One, I wanna know if this is something that you really need to dive into, right? If this is a major concern for you, millions and millions of women are struggling with this, 
But unless we do assessments, and I'll talk about the labs that are gonna really show you what's going on, but honestly, an assessment like this right now could pretty much guarantee if estrogen is unopposed and potentially causing some issues inside of the body. So as I list out the most common and in some instances, pretty surprising signs and symptoms of estrogen dominance, I want you to do a quick assessment to see where you're at. Now, initially I was gonna just focus on 10 for today's podcast, but after digging even deeper into the research, I've been digging so deep into how estrogen, if it's not checked, if it's not moved through the liver and got properly, what it could do. And there's a lot more symptoms on the table than I think we recognize in the beginning. So I wanna speak into all the things that could be happening when estrogen and progesterone are out of balance. So if you're experiencing two to three or more of these symptoms, it's very possible that you're experiencing some level of estrogen dominance or hormonal imbalance. And if you are concerned at all, I want you to know that I've got you covered in today's episode, which is fully dedicated to naturally reversing estrogen dominance, along with I'm actually launching a class next Tuesday that's specifically about how to overcome estrogen dominance at any age. That's going to be happening next Tuesday, November 2nd. I'll have the link in the show notes for that class where I go into the nitty, nitty, nitty gritty with powerful solutions. Today, I'm going to give you a great overview, but if you want the full kit and caboodle, I want you to come to the class. You will find that link in the show notes or just go to drmarisa.com slash estrogen class. Okay, let's do the assessment. Here we go. Decreased sex drive, irregular or abnormal menstrual periods, heavy, painful periods, bloating, a shorter luteal cycle, meaning that your period comes quicker in your cycle, constipation, breast swelling and tenderness, fibrocystic lumpy hard breasts, headaches or migraines, especially right before your period, mood swings, often irritability, depression, even anxiety, weight or fat gain, particularly around the abdomen, hips and thighs. And note that that distribution of fat for estrogen is usually the hips and thighs and butt, But as we get older, especially in our 30s and 40s, it moves to belly fat. Next, cold hands and feet. This is a symptom of thyroid dysfunction, but they are completely connected. Hair loss, a sluggish metabolism, cravings, foggy thinking, memory loss, feeling tired, trouble sleeping, insomnia, and clearly PMS symptoms, whatever those may look like for you. And then lastly is allergies. So estrogen dominance can drive stronger histamine response or a mast cell response leading in allergies. Even things like hives and itching, watery eyes, all of that can be associated with estrogen dominance. That's probably one of the most surprising signs of estrogen dominance is having more allergic symptoms. So now that I listed the biggest indicators for estrogen dominance, did you get a chance to take the quick assessment? If you haven't, go on back, just rewind about 30 to 45 seconds, listen to the assessment again to discover if your body is really needing some support around the liver and the gut. Now, as I mentioned earlier, if you're experiencing two to three or more of these signs, it is time probably has been time to love your liver, your gut and your hormone pathways. Even if some of these symptoms have been around for a very long time, or you're not really sure what's causing them, isn't it worth exploring one of the biggest root causes of estrogen dominance, which is a sluggish liver, followed by nutrient deficiencies and gut issues. Now, when it comes to reversing estrogen dominance, it's all about protecting your liver and feeding your gut. And I know I talk about the liver and gut all the time, but there is a reason for it. We have got to do more love 
when it comes to our liver. Now, I want you to know that you can reverse this very uncomfortable line of symptoms, right? That arise when your gut and liver are not clearing estrogen effectively. But before I do, I also wanna tell you why it matters. See, earlier this year, one of my family members, and for the sake of protecting her name, let's just say her name was Stephanie. I got an email from Stephanie, who's 45 years old, hadn't heard from her in a little while, and she started explaining some pretty serious symptoms of really heavy, like clot-heavy bleeding, fibroids that she had discovered and diagnosed, painful breasts, weight gain, especially around the hips and the thighs, very pear-shaped type of weight gain, and these crazy Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde mood swings. Basically, her husband was afraid to come near her and her kids kind of tiptoed around her. Basically, her relationships were on thin ice. And she explained to me that she finally figured out that she had had estrogen dominance for about six years based on her symptoms and when they started, but she just kept getting misdiagnosed. She was told to just go on birth control or take an anxiety pill. I think she was given Xanax at one point, but basically no one believed that she was suffering from too much estrogen. They just didn't believe, they were like, lose weight, restrict your calories, you know, all the rigmarole that's not really helpful. Now, because she kept getting dismissed and written off, her symptoms got so bad that she developed pretty big fibroids and her periods were extremely heavy one month and almost nothing other months. She became anemic and that's really where she got scared. And she felt like she was on a hormone roller coaster and felt like her life and her health was on the narrow straits. She was very, very concerned. So after things had become pretty serious, her doctor finally jumped in and offered the most extreme treatment available and recommended a hysterectomy to address the fibroids and the heavy bleeding. But as you can imagine, Stephanie just wasn't comfortable with that recommendation. She was just 45 and didn't want to lose her reproductive organs. And I totally understand that. She felt like there was something else that she could do to heal her body and address the other symptoms that she was dealing with. Honestly, would a hysterectomy really get rid of everything that she was experiencing? That was not clear, and that's why I always recommend getting a second opinion, especially when it comes to a surgical intervention. Always get a second opinion. So in just a moment, I'm gonna share what Stephanie did to turn it all around this year with me by her side, right? And what's so crazy, I just wanna speak into this, is that Stephanie has not been the only family member this year who's come to me with estrogen dominance issues and also not the only friend. I've had lots of best friends come to me this year more than ever before because the symptomology, there's so much discomfort in it and everyone's getting the same run-of-the-mill recommendations and prescriptions you know, you start to think like, man, there's gotta be a better way. And there is, there 100% is. Now, given how long that Stephanie had struggled with this estrogen spillover, I wanna highlight some of the biggest risks associated with estrogen dominance, because as you can imagine, this can get out of control and it does for some women. So by far the biggest risk associated with estrogen dominance is hormone-dependent cancer, including breast cancer in both men and women, uterine and ovarian cancers in women, prostate cancers in men, because yes, men can have a sluggish liver and yes, men can have too many exogenous xenoestrogens floating in their bodies because of the products that they use every single day. This is 100%. Men and women both can have estrogen dominance. Clearly more women do because we just consume more products every single day and our hormones kind of lend to us making a lot of estrogen for a lot of great reasons. 
but breast cancer specifically is more rampant than ever. One in eight women will get breast cancer in her lifetime, and oftentimes it can be estrogen driven. And that's why I said postmenopause estrogen dominance, because that's a lot of times when we get breast cancers in our you know 50s and beyond, mostly 60s and 70s, and some of it, a majority of it, is being driven by estrogen that went down the wrong pathway, went down the proliferative and the cancer-inducing pathway. And we're not going to get into all the nuts and bolts details with that today. I'm going to be talking about that in my class, but I do have other episodes where I talk all about the liver detoxification pathways. If I were to do that today, it would be like a two hour, <laughs> a two hour podcast. And I'm not trying to do a two hour podcast today. <laughs> okay. Other big chronic conditions that can form from estrogen dominance are autoimmune conditions. In some autoimmune conditions, high levels of estrogen can enhance the inflammatory response of the immune system, increasing antibodies that target your body's own tissues like Hajimoto's, fibromyalgia, and rheumatoid arthritis. So now that you understand why you should care a bit more about estrogen dominance and its impact on the body, let me briefly break down the role that estrogen plays in our body and the interplay between estrogen and progesterone. So each of us naturally produce the hormone estrogen in our adrenal glands and stored fat tissue, as well as the ovaries in women and the testes in men. Estrogen is necessary for many important functions such as childbearing, keeping cholesterol in check, protecting bone health, and keeping insulin in check as well. It is phenomenal for insulin sensitivity. Hence that when we lose estrogen at menopause, we become a lot more insulin resistant if we haven't become more metabolically flexible. And I've been talking a lot about that. If you wanna go listen to my episode with Dr. Sarah Godfrey, we get into all of that for sure. So estrogen is balanced by progesterone to keep everything in check. Estrogen and progesterone do a beautiful dance together each and every month while we're still cycling. We can't function without them and we can only function as well when they are dancing beautifully together, right? <laughs> Our bodies are really reliant on these two getting along and dancing beautifully. So here's how these two hormones interact and balance each other out every single month while we're still cycling. When a women's menstrual cycle is normal, estrogen is dominant for the first two weeks leading into ovulation. That is normal, that's meant to be, it's during the follicular phase. Estrogen is balanced by progesterone during the last two weeks during the luteal phase. As a woman enters perimenopause, starting as early as 35 years old, although goodness knows it is getting even earlier, that's why we're even feeling symptoms in our 30s these days, and what happens is we begin to experience anovulatory cycles, that is cycles with no ovulation occurs, which means if there's no ovulation, if you learned in my other episodes, well then there is no progesterone. I actually did an episode, I think last Friday or two Fridays ago, on the five best herbs for progesterone. And I talk about this without the main event, which is ovulation, there is no progesterone because in order to produce progesterone, we need to ovulate. At this point, estrogen can often go unopposed, causing symptoms. So skipping ovulation, however, is only a potential factor in estrogen dominance. We should be ovulating on a month-to-month -month basis. If we're not, there's no progesterone and estrogen is just running willy-nilly out and about. And in industrialized countries such as the United States, there can be many other causes. So let's talk a little bit about what those other causes are. This is how men get estrogen dominance too. Excess exposure to environmental xenoestrogens, a number of chemical compounds, solvents, parabens, obesogens like phthalates, BPA, persistent organic pollutants found in consumer products such as cleaners, Glade plugins, plastic bottles, vinyl, shampoo, makeup, nail polish, mascara, even plastic flip-flops that you buy at the store. All of this has xenoestrogens that cause estrogen dominance. 
The use of synthetic estrogens such as birth control pills and hormone replacement therapy, that's one of the most heartbreaking things is watching women go into more significant estrogen dominance. I watched my mom, this happened to her and I talk all about that in my book, The Essential Oil to Menopause Solution, but that she was given an estrogen patch when she was already estrogen dominant and oh my goodness, it sent her into a tailspin. Next is eating the standard American diet. Yes, processed food is slowly poisoning us. And one of the ways that processed food does this is it contains high amounts of pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate, growth hormones, antibiotics, name it, that are conventionally fed to our animals. Toxins in our food contribute to massive endocrine disruption due to leaky gut issues, liver issues, and hormone pathway disruption. Next is excess body fat greater than 28%, and that's because estrogen is made from our fat cells. So the more fat we have, the more estrogen we have. Next is leaky gut, gut dysbiosis and constipation, which inhibits phase three estrogen detoxification by disrupting the estrobolome and gut bacteria that metabolizes estrogens. And I talk all about this whole step inside of the class that I'm going to be teaching next Tuesday on November 2nd. Chronic stress, which impacts gut, liver, and the thyroid, reduces progesterone levels, which lends to more imbalance. Unresolved trauma, remember this is my intangibles right here, manifest into hormone issues. Poor liver function, now this is massive, and we're going to be talking about the liver for the rest of the episode, so get ready. The liver is responsible for eliminating metabolized estrogens through phase one and phase two detoxification pathways. If the liver does not have what it needs or it's too busy trying to manage that wine intake for the night or the sugar intake or it's getting fatty because you have too much sugar and that turns into triglycerides, then your liver cannot do this job. Medications, smoking, alcohol, significantly burdening the liver, sugar consumption, I just mentioned it, a negative impact on the liver and lends to fatty liver disease, and then gene mutations such as a comp mutation, which I have, and an MTHFR mutation, which also impairs your ability to methylate and detoxify your hormones. Yes, we can solve that, but just note that these can be a major issue. But let me just further explain that for a moment. Certain gene mutations like the MTHFR or the COMP gene mutation harshly affects methylation cycles and therefore leads to hormonal imbalances. One of the most common side effects of methylation deficiency is estrogen dominance. This occurs because the inability to remove estrogen due to a lack of methylation. The methylation is just making estrogen water soluble enough to go through the gut, through the bowels, and be excreted through bowel movements. But if we can't stick that methyl group on that metabolite, that estrogen metabolite, metabolite, well, then we just have a backup of really dangerous estrogen metabolites. So we need those methyl groups there. And I'll talk a little bit about what is necessary to make sure, because most of us don't even know if we've got a COMPT or MTHFR mutation. Very few of us are looking at our full genetic profile. So I say just cover your bases and make sure that you are taking enough methyl-driven, methylated B vitamins, sulfur foods to ensure that you've got those methyl groups humming. So now that I listed many of the biggest causes for estrogen dominance, you can see why many of us are dealing with them. At the very least, just for the sake of us naturally declining in progesterone levels in our 30s and 40s, lends to the fact that we're just going to have higher amounts of estrogen. It's kind of just how it goes down for us as women. So I want you to take a moment and consider if any of these causes are impacting your hormone health or other health concerns as well. I know for me, when I look at this list, stress, trauma, 
leaky gut. I mean, I have Haji's, so I definitely had a leaky gut issue. Environmental exposure have all played a major role in me having estrogen dominance and other hormone issues over the years. And honestly, I have had years where my progesterone levels were postmenopausal. Thank goodness they're not there right now, but man, I've had to work really hard to get my progesterone levels back to a decent place. So now that we've covered the root causes, I'm not going to spend time today diving into all the pathways. I've done that in other episodes and I'm going to do that in my class coming up next week. Let's dive into the solution. So here are the next steps to address and reverse estrogen dominance. The first step is do the assessment. So know what you're working with. Or if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, test, 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 test. It's important to confirm your suspicion of experiencing estrogen dominance you can go to your functional doctor and ask for a Dutch test, or you can order a Dutch test from your own home. Make sure that you have a functional doctor looking over your results. Anytime I have a friend or a family member who thinks they've got estrogen dominance, I make sure that they go do a Dutch test and then I look over the results and I can confirm very, very quickly what's going on. Now, once you confirm that you have estrogen dominance, either from the assessment that I gave you today or to like double up and get the test as well, the Dutch test that looks at estrogen metabolites and it really can show you what's going on with the pathway, then we know we're moving forward into the solution. Now, as I mentioned earlier, whether you get the Dutch test or not, whether you look at the pathways or not, what I'm gonna recommend to you today the majority of it is there's so many side benefits to your overall health and well-being. But there are specific things for estrogen dominance to help your liver clear estrogen more efficiently that you may not need unless you know you're dealing with this. Okay, so when it comes to naturally reversing estrogen dominance, I have basically a two-step approach to help you minimize your exposure to dirty estrogen metabolites and safely eliminate toxins from your liver and gut. Step one is all about daily lifestyle prevention strategies that you can begin to implement literally right after you listen to this episode. <laughs> and you may already be doing some of them, which I say yes, yes to. So here we go. A lot of these are gonna feel very familiar, but eating hormone-loving foods. Food is everything. I cannot articulate it enough, and food is what's killing us. So you could be using food to move you in the direction of estrogen dominance, or you can be using food to move you away from that, healing the gut, healing the liver, all the great things that come from that. Eliminate all toxic food from your diet that contains hidden estrogens, including conventional meat, dairy products, and produce. Like there can be hidden estrogens in there if you've got glyphosate. Opt in for grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic whenever possible. Avoid added hormones, pesticides, and fertilizers using conventional farming methods. Eat a lot, a lot of leafy plants and cruciferous vegetables like arugula, broccoli sprouts, and cabbage. Other foods like dandelion greens, avocados, and asparagus are amazing for boosting sulforane. And in my 14-day detox, I actually focus, everything is about supporting your liver and gut. These are all the foods that we eat in there. And we just literally finished the detox, the fall detox on Monday with hundreds of people joining me. And oh my gosh, the results. It's so incredible to see the wins that happen when people love their body, love their liver and love their gut, even for just 14 days. Like it's incredible. The body is like, please, please, please. You give their body that opportunity and it will thank you. It will show up for you in such a big way. Ideally use filtered water. 
Thanks to pollution and runoff, hormone disruptors, heavy metals, toxins, endocrine disruptors, basically all the stuff, medicine is rampant in our drinking water supply. Uh, there was a, a study done recently that looked at water supply, drinking water from the tap in like, I want to say 50 something different cities around the country. And every single one of them was not good. Like from Philadelphia to Michigan to Texas to Georgia, everywhere in between, tap water is just not doing it for us. So if you can drink filtered water as much as you can. I love our Berkey water filter and we have also shower heads from Berkey as well, just to minimize as much chlorine and fluoride, all that stuff inside of our water. Next is up your supplementation. And I'm gonna go deeper into that in just a second. As I mentioned, cruciferous vegetables, one of the best way to encourage the healthy detoxification pathway for estrogen is to eat a lot of cruciferous vegetables. I just had a ton of broccoli and a cauliflower tonight. And Kingston, Kingston had a ton of broccoli too. He's obsessed with broccoli. So broccoli, kale, cauliflower, broccoli sprouts are like 10x what broccoli is. So if you can incorporate broccoli sprouts into your smoothies, into your sautés, Wherever you can get broccoli sprouts and put them in your food, do it. And if you're looking for a faster way to get the benefits of these veggies, sulforane and dim, diindole, methane, we're gonna be talking about those in just a moment, are powerful supplements that pack in the benefits of pounds and pounds of these vegetables into convenient pills to help you metabolize that estrogen. Next is NAC also known as N-acetylcysteine. This is a non-negotiable for phase two liver detoxification and methylation. Glutathione is also a powerful antioxidant used in phase two of liver detoxification. Resveratrol, green tea extract, turmeric, all powerful anti-inflammatory antioxidants, which are designed to move. This, there's an intermediate phase between phase one and phase two. These are where glutathione, NAC, resveratrol, green tea, turmeric are also playing a role. Next is quercetin. I love it, I take it every day. Cuts inflammation in your liver to help function more efficiently. There is some research indicating that it may act as an anti-estrogen in your body to help get your levels under control. And then the big players for phase one and phase two, methylated B vitamins, magnesium oxide, choline, zinc, selenium, vitamin C. I just want you to know, vitamin C is like the duct tape of vitamins. Like it goes and cleans up everything. I actually take vitamin C twice a day because we use so much of it. Same with magnesium and B vitamins. Those are just so critical. These are game changers for clearing estrogen because your liver, like so many other cells, demands that it has a massive supply of this. For most of us, we just don't have enough. Now, honestly, I don't know about you, but I am not surprised that your liver needs this many vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants to function on a daily basis, far more than you could ever imagine. Your liver is burning through so much of those resources because it's got one of the biggest jobs in the entire body. Okay, more to do. Using non-toxic cleaning products and personal care products and non-toxic cookware, right? You want to be ditching those chemicals. There's so many great ways to do that. You know, I'm loving Branch Basics right now as a full cleaning from dishwasher to laundry to carpet stains, everything in between, name it, grout. We use everything to clean with Branch Basics. Ditch plastic bottles and containers. Minimize heavy metal exposure by buying organic and using good water filters. And then reduce perceived daily stress. This was one of the number one triggers for me for my hormonal imbalance 10 years ago. 
So this is huge. It not only does chronic stress lead to overeating, the co-elevation of cortisol and insulin, and the suppression of certain anabolic hormones. It literally puts you in a state of metabolic stress, promotes abdominal belly fat, and just completely messes up your gut and liver. So what I recommend here is as much self-care as you can do. Have your morning routine, have your evening routine, have your breaks during the day, go take a walk in nature, do whatever it takes to take care of you so that you are not in a constant state of feeling triggered and so low resourced. So now that you have the list of recommendations for step one, I wanna quickly share what worked for Stephanie earlier this year. So after looking at her labs, it was very evident that she was not clearing estrogen effectively by the liver and that there were some gut issues to clean up too. Not only was she not clearing estrogen, but estrogen was going down the wrong pathways. It was going down the 16-OH pathway and the 4-OH pathway. Again, I'm gonna get into that in my class that I'm gonna be hosting this next Tuesday. And I have other episodes where I go into deep, deep detail in the liver detoxification pathways. But it was obvious, no surprise that she was dealing with the fibroids and all the symptoms that she was dealing with. The estrogen was at high, high levels in those pathways. And she was dealing with a lot of stress at home due to the pandemic, having kids at home while trying to work a high stress job also from home. This has been the plight for so many women. I think I'm not surprised that I've gotten so many emails and phone calls this year of a lot of my friends, especially moms, having severe estrogen dominant symptoms because they have been incubated in a major stressful scenario where they're taking care of kids at home, they're working from home, they are the common denominator for everything and everyone. And they're stressed and overwhelmed. And, you know, when you're not well resourced, sometimes you end up eating foods that don't serve you. You end up drinking wine. It doesn't serve you. It starts to add up slowly but surely. And then all of a sudden you've got these symptoms and you feel like utter crap. This is what was happening with Stephanie. So although food was a critical part of her gut and healing journey, because you know it always has got to be, it's not always going to move the needle very fast, straight up. Like, you know how you heal your body is consistently eating well. However, we needed to get Stephanie's symptoms under control quick. So she needed to implement some really fast acting solutions. Now, I want you to know that these are not the silver bullet by any means, but we know that we can clear estrogen faster if we've got the right supplementation, the right nutrition, the right cofactors, the right antioxidants, and that's what we did. So I also noticed on her labs that she was low in B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium, vitamin D levels, and then her progesterone on the Dutch test was literally postmenopausal. So I put her on a protocol that focused on loving her liver and her gut, and I had her on basically five major supplements. Activated B vitamins, a liver support antioxidant blend that really focused on the intermediate phase and phase two of liver detoxification. I also had her on DIM because we needed to clear that 4-OH pathway big time. And DIM is very powerful. Basically how I think about estrogen spillage, it's kind of like a bathtub. And you can have a clog at the drain because it could just be a bunch of hair and stuff right there at the drain. And that's DIM does that. It unclogs, it takes that big hair clog and you throw it in the trash and now you're swirl, like the water's going down. However, we can also have a clog in the pipe. That's gonna need the broccoli sprouts, the broccoli seed extract, calcium D, glutarate. We're gonna also need B vitamins here as well. We're gonna need methylated foods, proteins. Those are the types of supplements we're gonna need to declog the pipe. 
So once we declog both of those, we are running on the liver. However, we also need to manage the big sewage pipe way down the street, and that is the gut. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So I had her taking DIM. I had her taking my supplement Hormone Balance, and Hormone Balance addresses the root cause of estrogen dominance by including liver and gut remedies. So as I mentioned, calcium deglutarate, broccoli seed extract to promote proper elimination of excess estrogens in phase two detoxification, resveratrol, and EGCGs, which is basically green tea from like matcha. These are powerful polyphenols from green tea to include maximum antioxidant protection for the liver and the gut. Vitamins B6, B12, folate to promote proper cell differentiation. And then Vitex and black cohosh to help boost progesterone to eliminate a lot of the period problems that she was having. Lastly, because I needed to pull in the big guns, I also added my progesterone serum called Progest Restore to address the mood swings, the stress, and help ease that heavy bleeding and the terrible periods and the bloating that she was experiencing. So after 60 days of taking the supplements and implementing the food and self-care recommendations, because she was on board, let me tell you, she was a completely different person at that 60-day mark. I remember getting on the phone with her and I could hear it in her voice the moment that I got on the phone that she was a different person. She sounded more energized, she was happier, and her biggest win was that her crazy heavy bleeding was gone. She wasn't having it anymore. There's no clot bleeding, she wasn't going through 20 tampons a day. Like She just felt like she got her life back and she definitely felt a lot less scared. She was able to almost fully reverse her estrogen dominance in about 60 days. But I recommended the protocol for another 60 days just in case to continue some of those supplements on a consistent basis like the hormone balance. So not only did I have her on this full protocol for 120 days because again, this has been six years in the making, but I also knew that she was gonna need to just stay on some supplements at least until she got into menopause. She was only 45, so we had at least six to seven years to go. And here's the deal is that the life that we're living, the world that we live in, I take, you know my t- supplements I take every single day? <laughs> One, I'm breastfeeding still very consistently, so I'm feeding for two. So I wanna make sure that Kingston's getting all of the critical nutrients. But also, I know that I'm, you know, I know how old I am, I know I'm 42, and I know that my body is always using a lot of resources. My life is busy, my business is busy, you know, I gotta make sure that I am fully maintained. And I've lived a life where I haven't been well resourced in terms of nutrient deficiencies, and that's just not a place I'm trying to get back to. So I know some people ask me, well, how long do I need to be on this? Well, some of these things, honestly, as long as possible. Like I'm never gonna not take omegas. I'm never not gonna take B vitamins. I'm never not gonna take vitamin D. Magnesium, my list goes on and on. Digestive enzymes, probiotics. As well as I eat, we eat a lot of whole foods. I'm almost entirely whole foods every single day. Like dinner tonight was spiraled zucchini noodles. It was organic chicken. It was a homemade pesto with pumpkin seeds and no cheese or anything like that and all kinds of herbs. And then what else did we have? I had, we had a big salad with all different types of veggies, carrots, bell peppers, cilantro, more herbs, dill, my husband is obsessed, arugula, avocado, you know, a little bit of cashews, olive oil, lemon juice, 
and this was dinner, you know, and then Kingston had broccoli, chicken, and a little, little bit of the homemade pesto with some zucchini noodles. So, you know, that's the way that we eat every single day. And yet I know that I need to be supplementing. So no doubt Stephanie needs to be doing the same. All of us need to be doing the same because our bodies are more supported and we maintain happy hormones that way. So now that I shared Stephanie's results and my dinner tonight, I want to share part two on how to fully reverse estrogen dominance. But before I go into that, as I mentioned earlier, this has become a subject that I care very much about. I'm very passionate about it because I've seen it this, I've seen estrogen dominance impact my mom, my sister, and clearly myself, along with so many friends and family members. Everywhere I look, I have a friend who's been dealing with this, right? So I know that if I've got friends that are dealing with this, you've got friends that are dealing with this. You've got mamas and sisters and people in your life. And so it's an issue that we just need to look more closely at. And it's an issue that doctors aren't even looking at. Hence why so many of us, it just gets built up and the symptoms really start to spill over. So I am hosting a class on how to overcome estrogen dominance at any age next Tuesday, November 2nd. It's going to be at four o'clock Pacific time, my time, seven o'clock Eastern time. I will have the link to register and you get a free bonus just for registering and attending. You get my top 10 herbs and liver superfoods guide with recipes because it's one thing to have superfoods on the list. It's another thing to have recipes actually incorporate those superfoods. So I take care of all of that for you. And I'm giving away prizes in the class, including my best-selling Essentially Whole Progest Restore and Hormone Balance Supplement. Ooh, there'll be a couple winners on the class. So when it comes to reversing estrogen dominance, I highly recommend going to the source and eliminating toxins in your gut and liver with high-quality potent nutrients, vitamins, and herbs, along with liver-loving foods. Based on the research that I've done over the years, it's the quickest way to recalibrate your body and allow your liver and gut to safely eliminate toxins so that you can safely break down and remove excess estrogen metabolites from the body. Now, the fastest avenues is to do a full-out liver and gut detox, hence why I created the 14-day detox program. And then the other avenue, if that doesn't sound appealing, because I know that it may not for you, I mean, it will get the job done. But the second and equally as important, and oftentimes I like to do them in conjunction, but the other avenue is going to be to nourish your gut and protect your liver with adding necessary supplementation to go in to do that job. Honestly, supplementation is the fastest way I know to get results since they are filling the gap that your body so desperately needs. I can't tell you how much success I've had over the years dialing in the right nutrients for the liver and being consistent with those recommendations for at least 60 days. Now, this isn't going to be fixed in, you know, a couple weeks, 30 days. I would say 60 days because you really want, especially if you're cycling, to make sure that you have a couple cycles where your body can recalibrate. Those supplements, again, are DIM, methane calcium deglutarate, broccoli seed extract, or a ton of broccoli sprouts. You can actually get broccoli seed extract in supplements. It's in my hormone balance supplement. Magnesium, B vitamins, NAC, glutathione, choline, and antioxidants. These are the biggest needle movers for helping your liver to clear estrogen, and they are so clutch. Along with, when it comes to the gut, because remember that's phase three, a great probiotic, I love Just Thrive, and great digestive enzymes for your gut. Even without being super strict with your diet, you can heal estrogen dominance. Now, I would prefer you do the healthy nutrition too, 
but the supplements will move the needle big time because I've had a lot of people take the supplements without changing their diet very much and it's moved the needle big time. That's just what I've seen. Now, I am excited to dive deeper into how all this works in the upcoming class next Tuesday, November 2nd, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I'll have the link to register for free and you're going to get the free liver guide in the show notes for episode 315. Or you can just go right now and type drmarisa.com slash estrogen class and you will be automatically registered to go. Whew, we did it. Thank you so much for listening into the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing you tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, because I know that there is, take a moment and screenshot this episode and send it on over to them or better yet, share it on social. Share it on Instagram. That's where I'm at. And you can tag me up or hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Coming up next Tuesday, I am so excited for this interview. I'm interviewing Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh. We're going to be talking about the three daily tools for processing and digesting emotional baggage. Oh, Don't we all want to be able to move through those emotions, to move through that baggage? Well, Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh, well, she's going to break it down for us coming up on Tuesday. Until then, have an amazing, amazing Halloween weekend. Have a good time. I'll see you soon.